0: You ever heard a strange noise in the middle of the night? Hello? Hello? Ever seen something you couldn't quite explain? What's that? Ever been visited by a loved one in a dream? What are you? Psychic Mediums Katie Manning and Michelle Lyons Polito talk about it all. Welcome to the Psychic on the Scene podcast.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back for another wonderful episode of Psychic on the Scene. And as always with me, my co-host the wonderful and lovely d scott oh hi <laughs> and the lovely and wonderful michelle Lions powita hey there so we have a special guest tonight going into the spooky season and um i'm gonna have michelle do the intro for our guest tonight
2: tonight we have paula lemire i'm hoping i said that correctly you did <laughs> oh good who is the Media Coordinator for Albany Rural Cemetery and the Director of Historical Development for the Friends of the Albany Rural Cemetery. Paula is awesome. She's always posting incredible things on that website as well as a couple other um, Facebook pages, uh, including the ARC facebook page and we are so thrilled to have you here today to talk about thank
1: you so much paula paula i've got (laughs) to ask you know like my son sent me a funny um tiktok the other day that was showing a psychic medium out on a date Mm-hmm. And it was like the person was talking to people that weren't there and taking orders. And oh, your grandmother wants to order dinner too. So he's making fun of me. And how do I mean, I, get, I know back in the day how people reacted to me. They didn't believe me, mm-hmm. or they, you know, were like, well, okay, what am I thinking now? What's people's reactions when you tell them you work for a cemetery?
0: You know, it varies. There's people who tell me, I'm glad you're happy, but I think it's weird. And there's other people who are like, oh, my goodness, that's so cool. That would be my dream job. And I'm like, well, it was my dream job. Oh, that's awesome. So So you've been there for a while, haven't you? I've been here officially since 2017, but I have been coming here since the late 80s. I was probably about 12 when I discovered the place.
1: Mm.
0: Started coming here regularly in my teens. There's so something-
1: it's a place that always drew you kind of feels yes. like home. Yes, it does. There's a it's certain beautiful.
2: feel about that place. I feel the same way. I Sometimes I need to drive by. I usually come in the South Gate. Sometimes I have to go by instead of stopping. And I, I feel anxiety like, oh, my God, I'm not pulling
0: in. That happens to me all the time. If, if it's a weekend and I'm not working and I'm going to Troy to A certain store on 2nd Street. Uh Yes.
3: I love that (laughs) store.
0: And I passed the gate of the cemetery. I'm like, oh, I should be getting off the bus here.
2: (laughs) It's hard to drive by. And sometimes I do.
1: So you wear many hats there. Yes. And uh, I mean, Albany Rural Cemetery has great history. We're very lucky in this area, in the Capital Region. We've got really amazing um cemeteries with really famous people um <laughs> dying to get in that are <laughs> can't get them boom
3: um, <laughs> waiting for
1: that, that are, are are in there so <laughs> tell us a little bit about the history of albany rural
0: well albany rural was founded in response to the deteriorating conditions of the old burial grounds in albany there okay. was a very large burial ground called state street burial grounds which is now washington yes. park that had been around for about 50 years, and it was overcrowded. It would flood. People would let livestock run in there. Mm. There was a crime around it. So there was a- Washington yeah. Park? Yep. Yes. So <laughs> how many bodies
1: were in there before they moved it?
0: 14,000.
1: <laughs> Shut the
0: door. I didn't 14, realize 000. there were
2: that many people
0: yes. buried there. And wow. that. That's assuming Mm -hmm. they didn't leave some of the unmarked graves behind.
1: (laughs) Which we know from Michelle and I doing other places that are hauntings and Mm -hmm. um, homes just like uh, like random areas that they're finding bodies on their property because that's what they did back then.
0: Bury them in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And even in downtown Albany, the parking garage off of Hudson Avenue. I remember that. There are... Hundreds and hundreds of bodies from the Dutch Reformed burial ground still there. Wow. They
1: did get some though, didn't they uncover that and made national news?
0: Yes, in the mid-80s, they did some excavation, but they only removed the bodies where they were building the big supports for the garage. Right. And the rest they left sealed.
2: So is this the oh. big uh, parking garage for like under the uh like the egg or is this uh,
0: no it's um hudson avenue beaver and green street it's across. Oh, yes it's right across from 48 hudson which is the oldest house in albany
2: right i can't wait to, to visit that place yes. <laughs> oh my gosh
0: <laughs> i want to come
2: along for that oh yeah definitely absolutely so, what, so paula
1: so they where? moved the bodies to now what is known as albany rural cemetery yes And that looks like when we were there, Mm -hmm. we were fortunate pre-COVID to come for a visit and do um, a psychic on the scene on the road there. And um, so that has a lot of different sections to it. Is that because of the age or how it like evolved over the years?
0: It's a combination. Um, There's areas that at one time were the prime real estate here with beautiful vaults and fountains that are now secluded wilderness. (laughs) And there's areas that are very prominent now, which were basically a bog before they added pond and landscaping. And then we had a section where all the graves from Washington Park were moved. And some of those stones go back to the Revolutionary War. Which
2: section are they in, Paula? Which rig? Section
0: 49. Oh,
2: I didn't realize that. You know where I'm going <laughs> tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so tell us about, first of all, some of the famous people that are buried there. I know we stood right at the uh, monument or the, the, the burial spot for one.
0: Yes. Well, obviously, the most famous would be Chester Allen Arthur, who was the 21st president of the United States, who was actually sworn in on this date in 1881. Wow. Oh, wow. Yes. So he's, of course, he's the big name. And of course, we have Stephen Van Rensselaer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my favorites is a woman named Lydia Mott, who was the mentor to Susan B. Anthony. They met through the temperance movement, and she was a huge influence on Susan B. Anthony to take up the women's rights cause. Oh, that's awesome.
1: That's incredible, because
0: I know a lot
2: of people visit Susan B. Anthony's grave, but Mm -hmm. how many people are visiting her grave?
0: You know, a few years ago, she was unknown, but her story is getting out there on social media through the Cemetery Facebook page and through the Friends of Albany History Facebook page. (laughs) And after the last election, I found rocks with the I Voted stickers placed by her grave and flowers.
2: That's wonderful. She was just this
0: this simple, very strong-willed Quaker woman. And she and her sister and her cousin, they were all very involved with the Underground Railroad. They had a good relationship with Frederick Douglass. And when Lydia was eventually dying of tuberculosis, Susan B. Anthony cleared her schedule, her meetings, her speaking engagements, and came and stayed with her until she passed.
1: Oh my God! So wait, you said another name too. You said Van, who was it? Van Rensselaer. Even Van Rensselaer. Van Rensselaer. Was he the one they called the Patroon?
0: Yes, he mm-hmm. was the Patroon. Uh, he owned a huge, huge amount of land in what's now the capital region. He was a founder of RPI. And also his wife was Margaret Schuyler Van Rensselaer, as in the Schuyler sisters, and Peggy.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. So I have a spooky story that Michelle knows about, but I'll refresh her memory. Years ago, when we first really got rocking and rolling and going out and doing readings and stuff, Mm -hmm. I I was called to a house over in Mm Gilderland. And the family, for years where it had been a farm, had had hauntings. And I mean, full body apparitions. It didn't matter what generation, Paula, they would see um, uh, they would see a Native American um, and they saw a girl in a white gown. They saw, um, and it would be at different times. Like it could be like the brother just getting done with the farming at night and he'd look up and this woman in a white gown would walk out of the barn. And there was like three barns on the property, like a chicken barn and whatever. So... <laughs> they when we were doing the investigation and we were hearing children laughing and things um i said to her what was originally here and she said well the original farmhouse structure it was like sideways on the property she said it was part of the underground railroad Mm -hmm. so and so i was like okay i said one of the things i'm going to do is i'm going to contact the historical society in gilderland i'll get the information well he owned that property it actually says he never lived Mm -hmm. there but
0: um he owned it and he was it sharecropping it was it was similar to the feudal system you would have the lord of the manor who would own it and then he would rent the farms out to tenant farmers who would have to pay him an annual rent usually in the form of crops livestock Mm -hmm. etc and they could pass that rental down through the family but they could not sell it gotcha well
1: they it's actually in the papers that it was his property mm-hmm. it was also in the papers that it was a part of the underground railroad and so she nice. has vivid memories a woman that called us to come there that um they would be alone in the old farmhouse and they would hear furniture like upstairs moving and it would be moved <laughs> paula up against the door like mm-hmm. the interior of the door like no way that could have possibly happened they had demoed that house and then they built on that street mm-hmm. um other houses so each one of the houses on that side of the road where he owned the farm all reported hauntings mm-hmm. they each had say. different experiences mm. on that side of the road if i went to the other side nobody reported anything uh, that wasn't is, his land
2: i love that you get people saying i don't know how i could have ghosts here this is a brand new house i'm like uh the land is old, mm-hmm. <laughs> the land land is old.
1: so i i always thought it was interesting about his mystique that he owns so much property mm-hmm. here and so much of it he didn't even live on and there's mm-hmm. still stories or or energy connected to it now um with with those properties so mm-hmm. um, what, I,
2: what i find fascinating about um the, the whole van rensselaer vault issue um how the vault was broken into and philip schuyler i think was in there with his wife
0: and he probably still is with the van rensselaers um Philip Schuyler was originally buried with the Tenbrooks in a vault behind the Tenbrook mansion. Mm-hmm. That vault was deteriorating. The, everybody from the Tenbrook and Schuyler families moved to the Van Rensselaer vault, which would have been at the corner of North Pearl and Pleasant Street in the warehouse district. Oh yeah. That was broken into. They took jewelry. They took uh, swords, uniform, buttons, buckles, oh anything of value. The only thing that was wow. left behind was one single coffin plate, which is now in the Albany Institute.
3: Mm.
0: After that, they were the family said, We've had enough, we don't want this vault on our manor grounds. They had an underground tomb built here at Albany Rural Cemetery. Everyone was moved to that. And we think Philip Schuyler is still buried in that vault and not in the plot where the memorial to him is. Really? Yes. Wow. I- because we have very meticulous records of burials. And had he been moved to the plot with the column, there would be a little box showing the position of the grave. There is none. And my theory is because all the coffin plates and other things were stolen, they had no way of identifying which coffin was his.
1: Oh, oh, that's a great right theory,
0: Paula. Yes, I think he and his wife are down there with the Van Rensselaers and with Peggy and with General Tenbrook. Wow. Now, is that
2: still accessible? I mean, is that something that you can go into? No.
0: Around World War I, give or take a few years, the staircase was infilled and covered and the map is not terribly specific. Oh, so you know. The, there's a little arrow that says entrance to tomb, but it doesn't actually show the entrance.
2: Wow, that stuff it, is
0: fascinating. But it is. It's crazy. We would, we would love to find out what's down there.
1: Now, could they do something like a like a,
0: ex- a sonar? In theory, we could. Um, an archaeologist probably could possibly with ground penetrating radar mm-hmm. or probing. They could possibly. Figure out the location of the stairs and excavate it. It could be our Tut's tomb or it could be our Al Capone's vault. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Love you it. Used your, I know you use dowsing rods a lot, finding yeah. various things. Have you tried to find the entrance with rods?
0: I have, and I have not gotten a response there. I've gotten a response in other places of the cemetery for other things. Oh, interesting.
1: Isn't it funny because, like, the, when l- our listeners dowsing rods only respond? If they want to, there, right. it's whatever spirit is handy. So if somebody didn't want you to know where that was, it was like mm-hmm. literally nothing would happen. And then other places, you could be just trying to talk to somebody and they're going crazy, flinging like flinging back and forth. So I, I can remember one time doing it for a class and I was standing mm-hmm. there just trying to hold them and talk <laughs> and they kept like whipping around and pointing at students. It was crazy.
3: Oh my God.
1: Um, so I know that back during the victorian era it was not uncommon and i know it's happened over here in vale cemetery that people would go like around like on a sunday but um, especially on all souls day Mm -hmm. and go and visit and picnic with their dead family Mm
0: -hmm. um
1: was that a common practice in albany rural i mean it is
0: It was. And it's funny because if you go and read the original rule books that were published, the ground rules, it said no refreshments, no picnics. If you have a basket, you had to leave it at the lodge. Wow. But I constantly hear from people who said, I remember my grandmother telling me that when she was a very little girl. Her family would picnic there and her and my grandmother's grandparents would picnic here. So I hear those stories. So They obviously didn't enforce that rule.
1: (laughs) Well, they made them parks. So when you say like it was in Washington parks, they made them into these beautiful cemeteries, into these gorgeous parks. And there's obviously, even when we went through, there's different places in in Albany Rural where you literally just want to sit and soak Mm -hmm. it in.
0: Yes, it's just gorgeous there. The whole rural cemetery design movement. Was actually the forerunner of parks like Washington Park, like Central Park. It had a huge influence on the park as we know it.
3: Hmm.
0: Interesting. So,
1: yeah, because every, like you go over a knoll or you go through a mm-hmm. certain pathway and it's a different um feel or vista Mm -hmm. that you're looking at so i can now i understand exactly what you're saying so let's get to the good shit (laughs) let's talk about some spooky (laughs) stuff
2: (laughs) what what was your first experience with it
0: yeah tell us your first
1: experience follow work in there
0: i would say my first experience this was several years before i came to work here i was walking in a very old section i was with my boyfriend Mm-hmm. He was about two sections away on his cell phone talking to a friend. <laughs> so he was nowhere near me. And suddenly I felt somebody just very lightly place their hand on the back of my head. Oh. It was it was firm enough that I could actually feel the pressure against the barrette I had under my bandana.
3: Holy cow.
0: It wasn't hard and it wasn't gentle. It was just in between. it's just this light pressure of a hand. And you knew it was a hand. I knew it was somebody touching me. And even though I knew he wasn't near me, I still turned around to check to make sure he wasn't sneaking up on me. But no, he was <laughs> yards away talking on his phone. Did you How did it, it make you feel, it? Paula? <laughs> We're saying the same thing. Uh, you know, I, I knew it was a spirit. I knew it was a ghost, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel threatening. So I just mm-hmm. accepted it.
1: I, I've got to think, and I'm not just trying to, you know, Pump you up here but i've got to think that if you had this experience from like this draw to this place since you were mm-hmm. a girl in the 80s i've got to think that the spirits there dig you i mean yes. even if there's some i, I like uh, to walking. think they
0: know that i care about them right oh
1: there's, yeah 100 there's
0: another instant i would walk my dog here with my aunt and one time we were walking near a major intersection in a very old section. She was quite a ways behind me. I was carrying my dog. He was a small Pomeranian. His little legs were tired. (laughs) And I paused to let my aunt catch up with me. And I heard a woman's voice humming. Very lovely voice. Mm. Very lovely melody. Just a few notes. And it repeated one more time. And I looked around. There was nobody there. But my dog was focused on the direction that I heard that voice coming from.
1: Yeah, that's usually a dead giveaway. No, that's, what intended. Oh, yeah. um, that's pretty awesome.
0: And I knew it wasn't my aunt because one, she was too far away and God rest her soul, she couldn't carry a tune. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: gosh. That's, that's just, that's really cool. Was this anyway, all during the day? Have you ever had a nighttime
0: experience? I haven't been here during the night a lot. So no, I haven't had any nighttime experiences yet.
2: Because we want to have D go and sit there overnight with
1: a camera on with a GoPro in on. the vault. Right. In the vault where Michelle and I got so spooked.
4: Oh my um, gosh. I crazy. quit.
1: <laughs> you can't. No. You're under like a verbal contract. Like you can never quit us, Dave. No. She can see his face. No. Absolutely not. Um so what are some of the other stories that people have experienced in the cemetery and then we'll talk about ours when we were there
3: yes
0: well one isn't so much something that was experienced as it is something that's actually carved on a monument oh there's this very lovely white monument there's nothing unusual about it it's very typical for mid 1800s i probably passed it a 100 times over the years one day I realized, oh, there's an epitaph of some sort on here. Let's take a closer look. And there's several lines of text. And it says, and I actually have a cheat sheet here. but <laughs> <I can't laughs> memorize It It says, Sarah N. Parker, wife of Winchester, Britain, died November 15, 1884, aged 20 years and 22 days. Hmm. Below it, it says, I am coming to take you away, Clary Boy." Then below that it says, I do see Mama Sarah, I will come. January 29th, 1857, verified February 6th, 1857, Clarence P. Britton, age two years old, 10 months, eight days.
3: Mm.
0: So the mother had passed away when Clarence, Clary boy, was very, very young.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Ugh. Then later on, uh, three years later, her spirit came for him.
2: Oh my gosh. So she engraved
0: wow. that? Her spirit engraved it? No. Her she the little boy saw her. Oh okay. and that's what she said to him. And then they decide to record that as a fact oh. on the tombstone.
2: Oh my God. That's wow. Oh, it's it gives me, yeah, absolute chills.
0: And I just I have this mental image of this little Victorian boy with curly hair in my head mm-hmm. seeing yep. Mama Sarah. And saying, Yes, I will come with you.
2: Oh my God. That's just that kind of those stories are just so heartwarming. Yes. Because, you know. Why
1: does every Victorian boy outfit remind me of the guy from ACDC? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just a side note. Things that <laughs> happen in my head. It's like scribbling um yes, that's
2: beautiful <laughs> so yeah.
1: when we were there and and we really it, it, it's such a beautiful location if um and we'll talk about it at the end um how you do tours and historical mm-hmm. tours
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and people want to get involved they can get involved mm-hmm. but the day we were there was because michelle's had a great relationship with you and the cemetery and kind of highlighting some of the places and and interviewing you and then just at the end we're just it was our first time together I think as a crew and
2: yeah that was um, our first outing
1: it was our first outing and we were like just kind of mong getting along and D was there Nick was there and Nick's assistant so Michelle and I leaned over and we're looking in those in the side of the hill receiving the, balls the vaults <clears throat> and we're talking and I don't know if we were both taking a picture or we were leaning in at the same moment both prompted we saw an image yes we do move from the back wall out of the shadows come towards us and it like it stamped its foot
2: um, and the ground and shook yeah.
1: yeah and the ground literally like thudded like, and that's all like dirt so for it to have done that, we at the both at the same time went like this, Ooh, Ooh. and we leaned back on the gate.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So Nick, not paying attention, immediately starts leaning in, like, "What's going on? What are you guys looking at? What are you looking <laughs> at?" We're like, mm-mm, mm-mm. "No, that's not a good thing. Don't get in there." And um, and whatever yeah. it was came home. It came or it got in the the jeep with us. It did, and um, it definitely was all over D Scott.
2: D mm-hmm. the- can you, do you remember that? Do you remember what
4: you felt? I remember walking up to it. Uh, I know you guys were in front, and Nick was bet- in the middle, and then Sarah and I were the last two. Mm-hmm.
3: Right.
4: And I remember when we heard the foot stomp, I stopped. <laughs> you guys stepped back, and Nick kept going.
1: It literally felt like a punch in the gut.
4: Yeah. Yes, you know, happened. I heard. All we heard was the bang, and I remember saying, "Y'all heard that, right?" And yes! Nick, tried to, <laughs>
1: Nick,
4: Nick tried to play it off. He goes, "Oh, there's a car over there." I was like, "That was not no, a car right. door closing or anything else." I it had was somebody in
1: the ground.
4: Yeah, I like had a
2: bowling ball. Like someone had dropped a bowling ball.
4: Yep. Well, it happened again, if you remember, because then we walked over to the other doors. By the way, those doors have been closed ever since this, because my daughter and I go through there quite a bit.
0: They're closed they, because they're actually occasionally in
4: use. The, the, but it's good. Really? They're closed. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah. They still
2: put bodies in there? Yes. Oh, wow. Not
0: as many as before. I mean, in the past, there could be 60 or 100 held over winter. Now, maybe it's 10 a year.
2: Is that because of the cold or is it just because of logistics? It's
0: because of logistics. Somebody might pass away, but the family hasn't made arrangements to transport the body somewhere else for burial. So we'll hold it for them. It's called voltage.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that makes and, sense. And okay. we
0: still record them in the original voltage ledger, which is this really? enormous, enormous leather book. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's
2: so cool. But just so you know, Paula, that thing—it um, was the only negative energy I've ever mm-hmm. experienced there, and we—it—it it was sent elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So it no longer is on the Earth plane. Let's just put it.
1: Absolutely mm-hmm. bizarre. We we got we literally got in the jeep and we were like, yeah, no, and zipping away. See, I think you said you had like a headache or something else right after it too.
4: I think it developed a little bit later. Um, yeah. I don't. It didn't. It didn't stay long, but
1: I know that Michelle did a, a a quick clearing on all of us. But it was we hightailed it out of there right after Paula. Everything up to that point was lovely.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's not there anymore, so no worries,
0: folks. (laughs) I will say that those vaults, especially the one that says 1858 on it, that is the oldest non-grave structure on the cemetery grounds now.
2: Is that the one on the left or the one on the right? Do you remember?
0: Um, It's the smaller of the two, so I believe it's the one on the left.
2: That was where we experienced it.
0: And there's a funny story in how that came to be built. Originally, the first receiving vault was a lot closer to the office. There's that grassy slope just beyond the office. Oh, yeah. And that's where they built the first vault. And the official reason that I've always read that they replaced it was it was too small. Well, recently I came across a newspaper clipping that mentioned that the workmen used to take their lunch breaks on the roof of the original vault. Oh, no. (laughs) And one day the roof collapsed under them and one of the poor workmen and his lunch Fell into the vault. Oh
2: no, <laughs> that's a bad day at work. <laughs> yes,
0: which was in use at that particular time. Oh, oh no. my
2: God. That's going to long so after scary. that.
0: Right after that, they started building the new one in 1858. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: that's so. Have other people reported stories to you, Paula, about sightings, orbs?
0: Yes. Um, one of my favorites came from a former groundskeeper here. He had worked here a good 30 years, I want to say. Um, his name is Charlie. And I asked him before he retired, do you have any ghost stories for me? I love it. <laughs> and he said that when he first started here, he okay. would take the bus to the cemetery. He would walk through the gates. And it's a long walk back to the barn, which is where the guys have their equipment, where they you know, clock in. He said as he would pass the receiving vault, he would see a woman watching him every day for about a month. Wow, from the vault? Near the vault, not right in the vault or in front, but in that vicinity. And then as soon as he would pass over the little stone bridge across the creek and make the turn into the courtyard of the barn and look back, she was gone. And he would see her every day for the first month that he was there. Wow. And I, I have a theory who she is. Oh, okay. Her name is Isabella. Isabella Strain, she died in 1819, so she was moved here. And there is a legend, and I don't know the origins of it, but I've come across it several times, that either the first or last person buried in a cemetery has to watch over it. And Uh Isabella Strain was the first person buried here along with her, I believe it was her nephew and another family member in May Mm. of 1845. And my theory is that Isabella Strain was watching Charlie to see if he was okay. And then after a month, she realized, he's all right. I don't need oh. to watch him anymore.
2: Oh my God, that's the oh, coolest that's thing. Awesome. So yeah. she's the guardian. So she's the yeah. guardian of the cemetery. I'm gonna yeah. say hi to her whenever I come
0: in now. I know <laughs> the
1: lady, the lady of the cemetery.. Yeah.
0: I always um, thought that David Strain, who I believe would have been her nephew, was the first burial because all the books about the cemetery mention him as the first burial. But when you go back and look at the ledgers, he was buried with his aunt and another family member all at the same time. Oh. And she being the one who died first would make her the first burial.
2: Oh, oh, my gosh. Now, is that That's the thing? amazing. The word cemetery is spelled wrong. Yes, that's
0: the one. It says first interment at the cemetery, with cemetery spelled with an A R Y instead of E R Y. Oh
1: my gosh! Oh wow! (laughs) I think that's never fixed, never edited. What other stories do you have?
0: Well, there's one that I'm kind of stealing from Mark Bodner, who of course you know him, Michelle. Yes, I do. one night, Mark and his wife were driving through the cemetery. Probably, I believe he said it was the evening. And they saw a little girl. And mm-hmm. it was right on the hillside near the office. And when they got out to see which direction she went in, they found this beautiful little headstone for a little girl named Elsie Franz. And the headstone, it's a little tree trunk representing a life cut short. And it has a pair of a little girl's boots and a little straw hat with ribbons propped up against it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it's, just, sad. it's such a charming but very sad little stone. And stone. I have to say, the little girl must have been Elsie.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, wow.
1: Children always kind of freak me out, I've got to say. Yes. When, not just because of the sadness of the loss mm-hmm. of a child, but... We know in our biz, if you see a child, sometimes it's not a child. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's something else. and Not to and scare as a child, right. Not to scare everybody, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because
2: yeah. they're trying to, oh, it's a little kid, so you're going to let your guard down. Mm-hmm. But-
1: right, and that other children will play with it. Yeah. Um, you mm-hmm. bring up something that I find fascinating that I know Michelle knows more about is that each of the markers, especially back then, and they're so beautifully carved and done, They have a lot of significance. What's some of the main um, symbolism? You said a life cut short was a short tree. What's some of the other ones that if people were out looking, they could go, oh, yeah, that's what that means.
0: Um, Well, one that you see very often is an anchor, which everybody immediately assumes they are a sailor. Now, in some cases, yes, they were. I can think of two where, yes, they were riverboat captains, but an anchor also represents faith. Faith being your anchor, oh, and sometimes wow. you'll see it combined with the figure of a woman with a star on her forehead, and the star represents hope. Oh, and so of cool. course, for children or young people, you'll also see lambs or even a dove. Sometimes it's a live dove. Sometimes the dove is already dead.
3: Oh, you will that see makes a dead sick. bird. Oh.
0: Oh, wow. No another one is of course the willow tree as in the weeping willow. Mm. You'll see that especially very early 1800s. And also the urn with the eternal flame. The urn represents the mortal body and the flame is the soul. Oh,
1: I love that.
0: I love I love oh, those that's very birds. popular. You'll well, see Well, and that. when you
1: see those, I mean, how the cost that that must have gone into creating their works of
0: yeah. art.
2: And they had the the stone carvers right there um, on site, didn't they, Paul? Yes,
0: we had at least two stone yards. There was one, the most famous was almost right across from the office. It was a gentleman named James Gaisley. And he had a huge stone yard. And we've actually been doing some excavation in that field for work. And we're finding chips of scrap marble from the marble yard. In fact, I have a chunk of it at home on my desk as a paperweight now. Oh my gosh, that is so
2: cool.
1: That's probably not a good idea, but I'm just, you know, have fun with that if you start having stuff in your house. Call Michelle. Yeah, um, you said in the beginning, how how many um like is it a square mile to
0: the cemetery or it is, 400, is it? 467 acres.
3: That's wonderful. really cemetery. Yeah.
0: So we are almost about we're about four and a half times the size of the Empire State Plaza.
2: Yep. wow so when we were there katie the middle ridge um we couldn't drive through and since we were on the road we had the vehicle the wrangler yes the middle ridge i'm a little obsessed with it now um it's and just
0: a area
2: isn't it and that there's an anchor there and if you go down from like i can't think of the road that just got redone repaved if you enter you know enter the middle ridge from there down on the right there's like like a sailor's grave or something that I found really intriguing.
0: Oh, that is uh, Captain Robert Townsend. He mm-hmm. died of heat stroke aboard a ship uh, docked in China. Oh.
2: That was, I was reading that. That was fascinating. We were there after a big storm and there were trees, mm-hmm. you know, that hadn't yet been removed. I want to go back and, and visit that. I felt such presence in that area. So next this
0: time we go Anchor and it's right across from one of the older vaults here which is the uh, vault that was in the movie Aryan Lead. Oh, oh is that wow! that the vault? Yeah. Oh. That's the one where you see Tom Waits lounging on the steps when he and Jack yes. get hired as gravediggers. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, wow. Look I didn't the- even realize that it was there, but it makes sense. Yeah. So um, wasn't there a section that we went through? Was that there that they had the paupers' graves?
2: That's Middle Ridge, yeah, Mm -hmm. I believe. That is at the western
0: end of Middle Ridge.
1: So explain that to our listeners.
0: So years ago, there used to be an almshouse in Albany, which is basically where people who were completely indigent would go. Um, They would work, you know, to earn their keep if they could work. And when they died, they were buried right there on site at the almshouse, which was off of New Scotland Avenue near South Lake and Academy Road, Roughly where the New York State Armory building is. Oh. And over the years, that burial ground was paved over. Around, I believe was the early 2000s. There was a lot of construction work being done there. And they found all of the graves from the almshouse. And they exhumed them and they reburied them here. And there's a very beautiful granite marker in their memory. And a I dog with that here. Yeah.
2: Did they ever find any records from the almshouse?
0: Like not enough to match individual graves, but they there is a burial register which I believe is held by the Hall of Records. Okay. Yeah. So we do have a list of names, even though we can't necessarily match them to individual remains.
3: Mm.
1: It's a beautiful. If our listeners go out, it's an actually it's a very um, solemn place, but it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you go to that part. I thought it was
2: profound because you look, it's like, oh, there's no stones here. There's no burials. But then you realize that it's a bunch of people who we don't know their names. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like Paula said, the memorial to them is just so beautiful.
1: Um, What? Give us some more stories. Yeah. <laughs> creepy, creepy stuff. I will tell you, there's, a, all right. So there's one here in Rotterdam Junction mm-hmm. um, that was, uh, Michelle was there. It was after the floodings and. Oh, that one, um, yeah what is that called? Will Hema? No, I, I think of it's women. got an odd name. The people out in Rotterdam Junction, I, forgive me for not yeah. knowing it. Um, it's, it, I, it was transplanted both the church mm-hmm. and the cemetery. And the woman at the time lived across the street on main street. Um, and she said, watch my dog. Her dog's name was squirt. She said, watch the dog. And the dog was a Jack Russell Terrier, was a maniac, didn't, wasn't even on a leash, just ran the property, ran all over the place. She and I walk across the street over to the cemetery. As soon as we got to the border, he went and would not go in. And she goes, come oh. on, squirt, come on, would not go in. Oh. And she said more than one person had seen like a woman in um, mourning clothes with the veil wow. you know, walking between the markers. It definitely had the, the creep vibe, but I think part of it was, again, the church being moved, the cemetery being moved, that um, it had some extra energy. And there was water and railroad tracks all around it. Oh, so. my
2: gosh. It's, it's a, the trifecta of haunting. Yeah, it's the trifecta
1: <laughs> for, for haunting. So, so um, yeah, I, think, I always think that stuff is interesting where you just kind of take for granted when you're driving down, you know, 5S. Mm-hmm. Not
0: paying
2: attention. Paula, can um, you tell us the story about um, the little the little girl whose marker is missing?
0: Bertha Cleveland. Yes. Um, when you come in off of Linden from our South Gate on Linden Avenue, there's this beautiful tall monument. Atop it, there's a statue of an angel holding a little girl. And on the base, there's a little space with little metal prongs where there would have been a statue of a little girl named Bertha Cleveland. And the story behind it's just absolutely tragic. The family, Frederick Cleveland and his wife, they were quite wealthy, and they had built a beautiful house called Greyledge on what's now Van Rensselaer Boulevard. Mm
3: -hmm. No
0: sooner did the family really settle into this beautiful house when their little girl, Edith, who was about two years old, got very, very sick. And she died in her father's arms, and the last thing she said was, Papa, I want my dolly. Mm. and it actually says that on the back of her headstone and the little child in the angel's arms is edith not long after that her older sister bertha became very sick and she lasted a little longer because she was older and stronger and the last thing she was saying to her mother was she was talking about what she wanted to buy for her parents and her siblings for christmas Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and she passed away And they later found out when a third child got sick, the family doctor said, I think there's something in this house that's making your children sick. Move back to your old house in Albany. And it turned out when they were doing some construction on Grey Ledge, the workers had broken into a pipe that was leaking sewage into the well that provided the drinking water for the family. Oh, wow. And that virus is what was killing the, the two little girls and unfortunately the beautiful statue of bertha cleveland disappeared in the 1990s we don't know who stole it there's a theory that gary evans who was a, a serial killer and art thief everyone suspected oh him. yeah yes he died jumping off the bridge near the cemetery Monance Bridge. <laughs> but he denied ever touching that statue he admitted to a lot of his thefts he admitted to his murders But he did not admit to stealing Bertha, and we have no idea where she might be. She's been missing since the, I want to say, 1993, give or take a year. And it was just Mm -hmm. such a beautiful statue. She was holding her school books under her arm. She has the little high-button shoes, the ribbon in her hair. And
2: you know, she's probably in someone's garden, and they
0: probably really didn't I was know just it.
1: thinking the very same thing that nobody's even suspecting it. Right.
0: Because it's not something that you would have stolen to melt down for scrap metal. It was marble. Somebody stole it and sold it, and somebody probably bought it because it's just this charming statue. Not really. Aesthetically, it's beautiful. Wow. Mm-hmm
1: um westina was the name of the cemetery i was gonna say that yeah <laughs> you must be psychic um i knew it was <laughs> something with a w but i i just thought it was fascinating that they I did
2: think that wisteria that's no, yeah that flower
1: <laughs> um so do you know of anything i mean i know here in the schenectady the vale cemetery mm-hmm. um there had been there was talk of um and actually they've they caught them doing rituals in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. So that's such a 70s thing. God, that's yes. 70s. Thing. That was a filthy era, right? Come on, folks. Right. Uh, so 70s. But um, do you have any stories of that happening where people were in the cemetery and mm-hmm. maybe doing, um, you know, Witchcraft or necromancy? Not
0: really. I mean, occasionally I will find candles in rather random places. I once found a candle in front of the receiving vault, another time in front of the Arion Weed vault, but I've never seen anything sinister. Oh, Good.
2: Barry Evans was the most sinister.
0: Um, Well, in the 70s, there was a vault that was broken into, and it seemed very sinister. First, somebody stole a skull and a ring, but that was basically a fraternity prank they found the skull in somebody's frat house oh my god
1: oh ah uh, that's chilling i yes. can't imagine i just can't T- think about the karma of that listeners mm-hmm. think about the karma of that it's like right up there with playing with a ouija board like yes. yeah you're like, desecrating I don't care how grave. drunk you are that's just not a good call
2: no, no. never do not desecrate the graves please no no
0: and i have been um, inside that vault since then
2: Oh, you ha- is that the one with the beautiful window that you took a picture of? Um,
0: it's one of the ones with beautiful windows. <laughs>
2: mm, you
0: take that. Uh, we open, end up We open two the same day. One, both of them have beautiful windows, but both very different. Oh
2: wow! You end up in the coolest places. I'm I know. Drooling when I'm looking at your <laughs> Facebook page. I'm like, oh my gosh! And you find a lot of like Tiffany. Is it windows and Tiffany
0: windows, Tiffany crosses? I mean. Tiffany Studios had a whole side business doing funerary art. Wow. They even did. Wow. urns. Do you do
2: a tour of the, of the Tiffany?
0: Um, uh, we just it? did a tour of the Tiffany's uh, a couple weeks ago. And oh, I missed it. Darn it. We're hoping to do it again in the spring because it, it went over so well that we have a waiting list.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. You guys the have the best programs there. I know you do. Um, I know that you do a lot of the media and the writing. Yeah. But are you guys going to be doing something? Are you going to be putting out anything that's like a publication?
0: Well, we do have a newsletter, but we're also hoping to actually add more books to what we have. We have book These Exalted Acres that Paul (laughs) Grondel did. And um, but we're hoping to do more in the future, like some books on like famous women here, maybe on famous artists the last six months or so, we've been kicking around a lot of new ideas.
1: <laughs> I, I, I definitely talk about being psychic. I definitely can see that. Um, and the stories are, are just so amazing. Um,
2: a story that, I've heard consistently about from Albany Rural Cemetery was, a. am not even sure, they never said where, I think it was at the South Gate entrance into the left there near the, the wizard's crypt. I've heard people call it that. Um, a man and a woman um, in their pajamas floating around holding hands. Mm
0: -hmm. I have heard that story and I've never been able to trace the origin of it.
2: So it could just be an urban legend type of thing. I'd love to see that. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Michelle, have you had personal experiences? Because you're there a lot. You know, I don't
2: have as many. Oh, you know, I did. I I, I lied. Um, I've had a lot of experiences. I, I volunteer with cleaning gravestones And when I'm cleaning a gravestone, I have this thing happen where I kind of feel like I almost like go into some kind of trance and I start feeling that person's life and I start um, like connecting with them. And I always have such a sense of care, like like I'm caring for them, even though it's their stone and not their actual Self. yeah but
1: it is kind of you know it's What's their it's name in a, right it's in a way almost celebrating them yeah. yeah i just
2: feel like i'm like i've heard that you die twice once when you die and the second time is when the last time your name is spoken so i always go through and i you know i'm goofy, goofy like that i'll read names it's like ah, you're not dead <laughs> but i was piping up um the north ridge back where there are a lot of um greek families buried paula yeah and, I don't know what section that is, but I was up behind there and I was waiting to pipe. And all of a sudden I saw an older man walking towards me up through the stones with a little, it looked like a a West Highland Terrier, a little white dog. He's walking up and I'm watching him and I'm expecting him to come up and ask me like, when he got under your kilt, which is the usual question when you're wearing a (laughs) kilt. But I'm watching him and all of a sudden I get distracted and I look to my right and this beautiful deer comes out of the woods and then i look back and he's gone and he was moving slow so it's not like he took a sprint and i whistled for a dog nothing and i walked you know i was waiting for the the funeral to arrive he was gone and so that was that gave me the chills because normally you know me i don't get scared i'm more afraid of the the living than the dead (laughs) but that one you know he was just ambling through like a guy looking for a name and i came away with the feeling is that he was looking for where he he himself was buried. It had taken him a while to get there. And when he found wow. himself, that's when he disappeared. Wow. So. Hmm. Other than that, it's mainly... Oh, yeah, Dennis has had experience.
4: Well, I was with you guys. We're going to just not talk about the Olmstead experience that we had while we were okay. there.
2: Okay, you tell it.
4: Tell okay. it, D. I don't I don't fully remember everything. I remember standing there getting ready to start the video for the Ghost Wrangler thing. Mm-hmm. and we were talking amongst ourselves and we I remember looking over at Katie who had gone bye bye uh, from the yeah. store. She just kind of glazed over <laughs> and I was like, that's new. I mean I've, I've seen
3: <laughs>
1: right.
4: I've talked before and seen people's eyes glaze over, but generally not like that. Um, <laughs> it, and it's usually my children. But uh, <laughs> but Katie kind of looks at all of us and goes, Does anybody else see the guy? Yeah. And me, Nick, and Sarah were like, No, because yeah. we can't. Um, and it was she described him as very stoic. He was wearing a uniform. So was wasn't he? What's and he that? was
1: circling us.
2: Yes,
4: he was he was like doing laps. Uh, and we were yep. by
2: the president's grave at that point. Yep.
4: Right? Yep. And from what I understand, impatiently, yet patiently. Um, and Katie did, say, she goes, I, I keep getting the name William, uh, which nothing, uh, there was a whole bunch of Williams bar- buried right around Chester A. Arthur, but nothing struck then. And then we finished shooting that we, we got our shots from there. We drove a little bit, parked the Jeep. I remember me and Nick getting out. You guys got out and Michelle, I think it was goes, did anyone else hear they're here? And of course yeah. uh, we didn't hear that again. <laughs> yeah. Either that, and Plus me and Nick were just talking amongst ourselves Anyway And we walked up It was a couple hundred feet We walked up and we found the William Olmstead Site And the whole family was there And I remember Katie got the message It had something to do with family And land or something to that oh, yeah. you
1: know, A
2: lawyer,
4: something with a lawyer too A lawyer and, then, and
1: some dispute with the land
4: And Michelle said that she was Because she was standing over the little girl's grave And she said that she could feel little girl reaching her arms up like she wanted to be picked up which once I I got well once I got back to the radio station because you're like I feel like she wants me to pick her up and when I did some research on the name um it turned out the little girl had drowned in a river and I remember messaging Michelle and saying I don't think she wanted to be picked up I think she was looking to be saved from drowning
2: to be pulled out
4: yeah which was the you know I started that's when I started really getting interested in doing homework and stuff like that but that was, that was a different experience, I think. And it was kind of very, it was odd too, that we just kind of stumbled upon that grave site. Not that it was by chance, but we did end up there.
2: Well, yeah, it and they was. called to us. Yeah. And it's right, um, as you're leaving, I think, Middle Ridge going to
4: North I believe Street?
0: so, because I think That's that-, that Yeah, right, uh, yeah. It's right at the corner, not far from the Almshouse.
2: Yes, yeah. yes. And that, we were just all pulled there and we all heard different things and I, Every, whenever I go there, I wave, <laughs> I wave to the people. And I did do clearing work to make sure that they, they all got to where they were going safely and weren't stuck in their suffering. I actually anymore.
1: forgot about that day. No. <laughs> in fact, we were getting ready to shoot and everybody kept talking and it was so distracting. Now I remember I was watching him and watching he him. was... And, and we were like, move up a step. And I'm thinking, this guy's not going to like this. He doesn't like us, like, tromping around on this stuff. Mm. And that's when I finally said, does anybody else see the guy? But see, he was a Civil War soldier, wasn't he? Yeah, he was.
2: Because I think, is he the same one that I went to um, <clears throat> the Buffs meeting, which um, Mark Bodner and his, his uh, wife Carol go to, and they had a slideshow of various <clears throat> Civil War soldiers, and his picture pops up. Hmm. Which I thought was the weirdest thing. It's like, come on. It is
1: uniform? Yes. Yeah. And his
2: name was under it. And I'm like, I gasped. And everyone's like, what? I'm
0: like, nothing. (laughs) And I was just hanging out by that plot last Saturday.
2: You're kidding me. Oh, wow. There are no coincidences.
0: No coincidences. That's amazing. It was just an odd place to end up. But I did end up there for quite a long time on Saturday. Not the past Saturday, but the week before. Now, do you, how do you end
2: up places? Do people ask you to do research? Or are you looking through books? And then you go and check out it's, the site?
0: It's a little bit of everything. Sometimes I just wander. Sometimes I'm looking for something specific, but along the way I get distracted by something. And sometimes I am looking for something specific. Tomorrow I have to go out and I have to take some measurements for a headstone that needs replaced. I have to take some photos and some notes. But I know that between the office and the hill where that stone is, I will probably make 20 stops because something will catch my eye. Oh my God. And how
1: fascinating that you've been there all this time and you're still like discovering or finding things. Yes, so here's a, a strange side story. Mm-hmm. I'm telling Jimmy, my boyfriend, that I'm doing this podcast. I said, listen, got to have dinner early because I got a podcast tonight, blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, <laughs> with Albany Rural Cemetery. And he goes, oh, we just got a job doing a repair in there. No way. <laughs> he said um, and they actually called me in the office and said listen it's on a vault a vault in the cemetery and they know that Jimmy's okay with ghosts <laughs> so they're like um, we're going to send you on the job because none of the other guys want to do it <laughs> i'm sure none of the other guys would but he's i said oh yeah that's an interesting place so yes he's one of the masons that's going to be doing some repair work there Terrific!
2: We'll have to yes, come and him. We'll, we'll go heckle him while he's doing that.
1: Yeah, right. Hide someplace over the knoll. And he wouldn't out. care. Yeah. He's so not affected by that stuff. I'm the one when we hear stuff, Michelle. I'm like, "Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you see that?" And he's like, "You do this for a living. Do your fans know you're a chicken?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: you, you, that you think that we me. wouldn't. You think that we wouldn't jump, but we both go, oh, and then yeah. then we then we plunge headlong forward. We have to always go find out.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly um yeah no accidents i uh, can you please tell our listeners some of the events that are coming up um the things that you guys do throughout the year
0: well um in october we have two immersion tours as they're called where we're partnering with the tenbrook mansion Mm. Um, on the 16th we have michelle coming in to do a presentation in the chapel yep um Towards the end of the month, I am going to be doing a combination short walking tour and presentation in the chapel with a Halloween theme. I'll be telling some ghost stories. And if we have time to put it together this year, we're at least tentatively talking about an exhibit of morning memorabilia. Really? Yes. Wow. And what would that
2: be? Would that be in the office?
0: It would probably be in the chapel, although if we did it early enough in the year, we might do it in the old superintendent's house. Not, yes. pardon the pun, set in stone yet, but we <laughs> <do it. laughs> I say that all the time. I we recently it. acquired some really wonderful morning memorabilia, and we want to eventually have a permanent display, but it's so good that we want to have at least a one or two day exhibit of it. So hopefully this yeah. fall, if not definitely in the spring.
2: And the only thing that Katie and I get freaked out with that kind of stuff are the the death photos.
0: Yes, Ugh. I don't think we have any of those. We haven't even inventoried the collection. Oh yet. God, that
1: freaks! That... You're right, Michelle. You just gave me a chill. Like, uh, um, yes.
0: yeah, I don't like those either. Yeah, they're they're
2: just the creepiest
0: things. And I yeah. say that as somebody I love old old photographs. I bought random photographs off eBay if I just liked the way the person looked, and I. <laughs> cool. You know, if, I, if they had a name that I could attach to Albany Rural Cemetery and I could match them to their grave. So I have maybe about a dozen old, old 1800s photos, but I stay away from the postmortems. They're just, even creepy. for me, they're too creepy.
2: Creepy as hell. <laughs> we had one that was haunted. That's why Katie and I, um, we were, used to work with a, a a different ghost investigation group. And the, the one guy, he couldn't resist he, anything With negative energies attached. Keep in
1: mind, I had seen this death portrait in the location it originally came from, which was a place over here on Erie Boulevard, um, an old pub that doesn't exist anymore. And the owners of the place were like, you know, we're having all this, like we have like people that don't want to go down in the basement. And um, I said, all right, well, take me down there. So I go down (laughs) in this basement. And of course, in the old, any place that's here near the stockade, you know, everything was that in particular was right on the Erie canal mm. so underneath the it had these rooms. So clearly they were bootlegging and, and they said that they said Absolutely. they knew that it had, you know, kind of a mysterious past. So in talking about that, she turns me into this one room, which looks like it's got furniture and junk. And there's the death portrait on the wall. No. I literally did one of these, like <gasps> when I saw it and I go, where did that come from? She I think she said it was either somebody from their family or it was there when they got the place. No God, that's the beginning of every horror movie. So (laughs) I, I relay it to our old buddies there. He goes and does a ghost investigation. The next thing I know, I get a phone call from Michelle and said, he's got some death portrait that he took from that place. And he's been driving around. He had an accident. He had, I mean, all insane things. Horrible things happened to him. It was like, oh, yeah, get
2: rid of it. I finally said, you need to burn it. And I, I'm not at all about destroying history, but oh, my yeah. God.
1: <laughs> oh, it was awful.
2: Yeah. And I was riding. I, they drove me out to uh, an investigation that we, well, they did. And I go, I would go and use my Spidey senses afterwards uh, out in Hoosie Falls. The whole damn time that thing was under my seat. <laughs> it's like, come, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And so. Yeah, definitely. That'll be great to see. I hope you guys get a chance to get that exhibit together, Paul. I'd love to. To promote. And Paula,
1: how can people find out more about this? They just go on the the website.
0: Um, well, we're about to relaunch our website. We've been we've spent months working on a new website. Um, the fastest way I update things is our Facebook page.
1: Okay. So they can go on Albany Rural Cemetery Facebook?
0: Yes. And there's two different pages that come up. One is just like the default that Facebook generates from Wikipedia. That's not ours. The one that has the white marble angel is the profile photo. Mm. That's us. Okay. Wonderful. You can Um, sign
2: up to get the newsletter.
0: Get the newsletter that Michelle has. And there's also a little button there where you can click to sign up for our email updates, too.
1: Oh, I love that. And I know that you also, I mean, you guys work a lot with donations and and volunteers, so Mm -hmm. people can get on that as well if they're interested. And I mean, if anybody
0: wants to, they can just email me. My email address is very easy to remember. It's just Paula at Albany Rural Cemetery, all one word, dot org. And just make sure you don't misspell cemetery like the Stone Carver (laughs) (laughs) did.
1: start googling that now paula thank you so so much we really appreciate it and uh looking forward to coming back over and visiting with you guys we'll have to share um if if jimmy and his crew wind up having anything happen while they're there
2: can't wait to be funny
1: (laughs) um guys as always d thank you so much for being d scott and doing all of our shows and helping us
2: yes making it all possible Yes, and
1: thank you, Michelle, for being my partner in crime.
2: Oh, my pleasure! So much fun!
1: Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful Uh, night! And thank you to our listeners for listening and making suggestions and sending us all kinds of comments. Um, It's it's really been cool to hear that you guys are binge listening to us and um, you're really enjoying the show. So I appreciate it. And uh, just stay tuned. We'll have some more fun stuff for you.